0: Hey everybody, welcome back. It is the Razzball Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I am B-Don, joined by the magnificent, magnanimous, manicured, marvel- marvelous, m- memorable, miraculous, hands, mustachioed, hands, man of mystery,
1: hands, Gray Albright, reaching out, <laughs> touching me, touching you. And we just lost all our, our listeners. We just, they're all gone. I'm going to do the whole podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see I am holding my own head up <laughs> in my hands.
0: I don't believe you could keep your hands like that for like an hour and a half.
1: <laughs> I could have, been was
0: a zombie. I, I think we uh, need like a, a motivator there to keep your hands okay. there. So you know?
1: Can we, okay? So have you done the, uh, have you played the Immaculate Grid thing? I, I don't know what that is. Oh wow. I didn't know. I didn't know you were uh you were that kind of nerd. You're a, a nerd who doesn't do nerdy things, I see. <laughs> I mean, I, I do a
0: baseball podcast <laughs> along with a football podcast. Fantasy, uh, fantasy, I'm going to fantasy. a live draft next weekend. I'm pretty much spending my whole weekend devoted yeah, to fantasy yeah. sports. Yeah, I play video better. games. Yeah, like a I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty nerdy, you nerd. I really like this hoodie, literally because like it comes all the way over, and I can wear it like a like I'm, you know, Darth Maul, and and just like
1: <laughs> yeah, you nerd, yeah, full, yeah, full you nerd, absolute, you absolute nerd. Um, okay, well, if you don't know what the Macula Grid is, then there's nothing for me to say. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, so here here it is. Uh, I could actually explain it to you. Do you know what wordle is? Yes, I, I okay. know. What it okay, is. okay, so it's like a baseball wordle. So if you go to Immaculate, I'm I'm giving them free PR, but it's it's fun. So if you go to ImmaculateGrid.com, you then get a uh, a nine a, a nine spots like a uh, it looks like the uh, Hollywood Squares. <laughs> so I'm really really dating myself here. <laughs> it's like it's nine. It's like tic tac toe board, right? And they have uh, a team in each uh, row. Uh, going uh vertical and a team in each row going horizontal. And then so where they overlap so say it's like the uh it's the Yankees Royals overlap in one square. So then you have to ch- you have to pick a player who has played for the Yankees and the Royals. So you would you could uh, write in uh Steve Balboni. <laughs> so, so anyway. Anyway, I'll, anyway it's like you can only do it once a day um you can't it's like wordle in that respect you can only do it once a day uh and um i've tried to hide my ip address so i could do it more than once a day that's how it's, it's basically remember a guy so um anyway, so uh, long story short, so now that I've caught you up on what it is, so they have also they sometimes instead of like a team they'll put in like twenty game winner or gold glove or um or uh, Hall of Fame or so you know they'll they'll put in a different for one of the rows it'll be instead of like a team it'll say like an achievement so. Anyway, it was – yesterday's was – or I guess it was Sunday. I don't know. I did it – I do it, like, as soon as it comes out on Sunday at, like, 9 o'clock my time, which is uh, midnight East Coast. So I guess that's actually Monday's uh, grid. So anyway, so it said um, (laughs) uh, Oakland A's, and then it was uh, 200 hits, and I was – Like in the '80s, I was an A's fan for a while because I was—I just followed Reggie Jackson around because I uh, was—I thought he was my dad. (laughs) Anyway, that's a a, a side note. So, um, okay, so it had the A's and 200 hits, and I swear I thought it was like I—I always—I usually am pretty good at this. I got I guessed, like, five names, and I got them all wrong. It was so hard. I couldn't, for some reason, like, I was like, oh, Carney Lansford. No! And then I was like, oh, Ricky Henderson. No! And, and then I was like, just, guys, I was, I was so bad at, like, a team that I should have easily got. Anyway, this is like a Shaggy Dog story. <laughs> See, maybe maybe people listening will uh, appreciate it, even though you uh, you seem like you're checking your phone for messages.
0: <laughs> I'm uh, I'm trying to figure out how we segue from this into whatever we're talking about next. Um, that's basically what I'm doing. Mm. I, I guess is there a, is there an overall like wrap up here, Gray? Is there a, is there a like no, an exclamation? No, on the... no,
1: no, no, no. The wrap up is I I I'm. I'm a fan of this immaculate grid thing. <laughs> I love I love remembering players, and for whatever reason, I could not remember my favorite team growing up. Well, and not I wouldn't say growing up, but for a good chunk of my uh, my youth, because I was a a Conseco Maguire uh, fan. Like once Reggie retired in '87. I then stayed with the A's until I went to uh college in the nineties. Anyway, this is this is a real shaggy dog story. Um anyway, I was trying to remember a two hundred hit A's player and I could not, for the life of me, remember one. Um do you do you know one?
0: Um, I I don't off the top of my head. I'm usually good right. at trivia, but you know, I wasn't like
1: It's hard. Just not in the mind for anyone though. It could be it could be a current player. Like it doesn't need to be in the 80s. Does does it have to be all
0: with the A's? I mean,
1: is it is there? No, no. They just had to get 200 hits with the A's. I honestly, eventually, I just googled it because (laughs) that's
0: my problem. Is like I would just Google. I'd be like, you know what? Screw it. I just want to know the answer, and I would go look it up.
1: I ended up doing, like, it ended up being, like, like Home Run Baker or something. <laughs> it was, like, the Philadelphia A's, like, in 1912 or something, like, so stupid that I was, like, I'm just writing in that and I'm moving on because I've already ruined this grid. Oh, by the way, you only get nine guesses So and you have nine squares. So if you mess up one square like I did... I couldn't even move on and do the other ones. Like I wasn't even able to do it because I kept messing up on the one square. Anyway, this is really a dumb conversation. <laughs> you can cut out. You can cut this whole thing.
0: I mean, just I am just gonna you know, go money ball here. Would uh would Johnny Damon
1: be on the list? I don't know. Did he get two hundred hits? I honestly I feel like
0: Damon did. I feel like that's why he got paid,
1: know. I'm assuming like at this point, now that I've told you I'm assuming you've been Googling it, and now you're just like... <laughs> I'm just holding it over your head. <laughs> now you're just trying to make me look bad. Wait, Johnny Damon was on the... He was only on the A's one year. Was was that the year... He didn't No, They had,
0: like, a good playoff run with, like, him, and, uh, like, the, that's the whole Moneyball, like, movie, is Johnny Damon Wait. was there, and then they had to replace him.
1: No, I know, but... He didn't have, did he? Ha- no, he had 165 hits. Okay, <laughs> nice. I was just checking. Oh, close, yeah. No, I, no, I thought you were cheating. Like, if you're gonna cheat, at least cheat correctly. I was just gonna go
0: straight to like Buddy Ball and be like, you know what? It feels right. Like Johnny Devin never took a walk. Like he just, he just hit. Like that's all he ever Johnny, did.
1: Johnny Damon. No, that's that's a fair guess. I, I mean, it's better than probably my guesses. I don't know. I I could have sworn Ricky Henderson. I, I would have guessed
0: Ricky like Ricky would have been my first guess right and you already said him so I was like i'm i don't know from from there like I know. where we go like
1: like Ricky henderson or Carney Lansford i was like who else could possibly have been and Ricky was like, Ricky never even had a 200 hit season like in his entire career he walked a lot he never yeah. hit 200. he never had 200 hits like that's that's wild. He walked he know. walked
0: a lot. I mean that's why he was he was the ultimate leadoff hitter. He was just
1: Yeah. Well, speaking of leadoff hitters, there you go. Now there
0: you, you go. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you very much. And on pace for possibly a two hundred hit season if he just keeps going. Like it's gonna be right there on the border. We talked already about MVP to Otani on the on the AL side. Can we just give it to Ronald Acuna Jr. on the AL side? He had almost five hundred this week, Gray. He had five home runs Four stolen bases, a 600 OBP. By the way, Otani had 417 with six home runs and a stolen base <laughs> in a 533 OBP. So he's not he's not exactly you know slumping on on his side. akudu has got 2139, 7654, 336, 415, 604. He has a 125 percent K rate for everybody that said he he struck out too much, an 11 percent walk rate. So he's He's almost striking and walking out at the same, like, he has 112 hits, Gray. I, I just wanted to bring it up because we talked about Otani. Like, Acuna is doing it on the NL side. Like, he's just running away.
1: Yeah, no, completely. I'm actually, I'm impressed that I don't get more uh, tomatoes thrown at my head for fading Otani in the preseason. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about! Talk about, about an idiot move. I may
0: have missed some things. Otani was my one. Okunia was my two.
1: Like I got those two right. I think I ranked Okunia like eighth or something. <laughs> We did so talk bad. about
0: how, in like a daily league, it was he's, he'd be one or two. Oh. Like we talked about it
1: on the show that I, we can go back and play it for everybody. Okay, so then okay, so uh, last week uh, I talked about Otani and how like he would be you know outpacing like Judge. I think I mentioned Judge on the historical player rater um, where he had the best season of all time last year. Uh, he's uh, he's number one. And then number two of all time is Ty Cobb from 1909. And then number three is Babe Ruth, uh, 1921. And uh, you can go on Ras and look at uh, the historical player for the rest. But anyway, Judge was number one last year. Right now, if the season were to end, Acuna has $4 more value than Aaron Judge did last year. <laughs> he's doing, he's actually <laughs> like last year was the greatest fantasy season ever by Aaron Judge. And it was so amazing. Like if you lived, like if you had him on your team last year, you were so pleased. <laughs> and this year, is <laughs> doing better. Like this is insane that we're having like back to back greatest seasons ever. And Otani, Is basically doing like if you were to include his pitching stats, he's basically doing the same thing as Acuna and Judge did last year. Like, it's just insane that we have three guys now in two seasons that have just been better than anyone else ever for fantasy. Like, that's nuts, man. Like, that is really like, I mean, you don't, you wouldn't imagine a guy could have. Like, I don't know, I guess maybe because I've been doing this for so long, but you're like, you look at these seasons and you're like, you know, like, if you go back to previous years, like, the the best year of the last, like, 20 years was Alex Rodriguez in 2007. And that was, like, the 36th best season of all time. 36th best! Like... I mean, and that was a good season. Like, don't get me wrong. He had 54 homers and 24 steals. Like, it was a really good year from A-Rod in 07. And that was eclipsed by Aaron Judge last year. And now we have two guys doing that this year. Like, it's so crazy. Um, So, yeah, with Acuna, I mean, he's on pace for basically – a 40 homer 80 steal season. What even, man? What even? Like that that's basically his best year times 2. <laughs> <laughs> times two. <laughs> <laughs> like that's crazy. Like not not for power. Like he had a 41 homer 37 steal year in 2019 and that was his best steal year. But we're, I mean, we're seeing a year where he's basically, uh, he's already has his career high in steals with 39 steals um, as of Monday. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's hitting close to 340. This is like, I mean, this is unreal, man. This is truly, like, what a terrible year to fade a <laughs> God, <laughs> God damn it, man. Oh man! Why did he have to say his knee felt like wet newspaper? I really over, I overvalued uh, that that little bit of uh, injury information. Like I really, um, I should have ignored it. <laughs> you, know, you know, sometimes I almost, I almost feel like the the less you know, the better off. Sometimes you just like you look at Acuna and you see a guy who's so talented. I should have just left it at that. I shouldn't have. Looked, I shouldn't have read. I shouldn't have done any research past that. that right. That's the write-up
0: for the next season. Like for until yeah. he like stops doing this, it's just you look at the guy. He's so talented. Dot dot dot. That's it. Here's projections. He, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: like exactly. Like that's like like if Ellie De La Cruz. Like I don't want to put the Cavorka on him, but if he were to have an injury. I would then be like, you know, next year I'd be like, well, L.A. De La Cruz is a little bit injury-prone. Like, what? <laughs> Shut <laughs> up, man. You heard it Shut here up. first. Shut up. Shut up, brain. <laughs> it's stupid. He's talented. That's all you need to know. You don't need to know anything else. <laughs> stop stop reading into stuff, man. Stop looking at injury reports. It's not helping you. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah. Cunha, man. Ah. Uh, I'm going to be doing um, probably by uh, the All-Star break, uh, Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday of next week, I think, I'll have my top 100 overall will drop. And Acuna will be number one for me, uh, obviously. <laughs> it's not even a question. Uh, because Otani, unfortunately, like Otani, you lose, you're losing out on some hitting stats or some pitching stats, depending on how you play them. Uh, even in a daily league, you're you're missing out on something. With uh, the Cunha, I mean, obviously, you're just, you know, you you set them and forget them, and you're not missing out on anything. So yeah, he's he's going to be number one for me. But you yeah, know, Tony's a close second. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I think it kind of depends. I mean, if we were if we were looking at teams and ranking them for teams, like, okay, do you occasionally need somebody an ace to throw for you? Well then, Otani's probably number one for you. Then, do you need just a hitter who's just going to put up ridiculous numbers and steals? Then, then it's obviously Acuna. Like,
1: yeah, so you can go either I way with that one a little one, bit. I think they're, I think they're one too. It's close. I think, it, I think it's Otani's close for sure. I just think that you know, uh, Otani is unreal, man. Like, he is, like, as amazing as Acuna is. Like, you watch Otani, and you're like, this is the greatest guy who's ever played baseball. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, a wild time right now with, like, you know, baseball, because Otani, I think, is the best player. Like, we've seen o- Acuna types before. Not that Acuna's not amazing. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, he's he's an incredible, like, power, speed. Like, he's in, He's amazing. Otani, we've never seen before. Like, that's – what he's doing is off the charts, just like – that's insane that he is hitting the ball opposite way, 460 feet, and then getting on the mound and throwing 12K games against the best hitters in the league. Like, it's it's insane, but – yeah, Otani I think is number two beside, behind Acuna for fantasy, for even for daily leagues. But I agree that it's close. And if you need a starter, yeah, I wouldn't fault you. If you were redrafting today, I wouldn't fault you. If you were, if you went Otani one, Acuna second, it would be hard though. It would be hard to pass up on Acuna. to Be honest.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, either one is is kind of a winning decision. You're not really going to feel bad about it. While we're just on this topic, let's talk about, I mean, in the overall player rater, those are 1-2. It's not really close, as you said, especially when you add Otani's pitching to his hitting. But the next one on the list is is Matt Olson. We were talking about this before the show. He's third on the list. He's just been killing it all season. He doesn't have the stolen bases to help. Uh, Freddie Freeman is number five on the player raider overall, number 2 First baseman, and then there's a big drop off. Like it drops $13 in value to Goldschmidt, Alonzo, and then it's like Pete, sorry, Spencer Steer, Christian Walker, Yandy Diaz, um, Justin Turner. That feels really gross to say. Uh, Josh Naylor and Luis Reyes. Like that's their top 10. Vlad has been good in stretches and bad in stretches. He's at 12. So like he's been like the numbers are fine, but they're not, you know, career numbers for, for Vlad. He's not making a, a huge, you know, massive season for him, but let's talk about Matt Olson at the top. Like he's, he's third, third. Do you, is there anything that says he shouldn't be in your, you know, top five as a, as you're about to look at your top 100?
1: Yeah, I just quickly, uh, no, no, I think Matt, I think Matt Olson's in the, uh, I think he's in the top 15 maybe top 10 yeah I I'm still I'm still working it out but yeah I think he's in the top 10 probably uh I think he's just you know like I said in the <laughs> I said in the preseason that he was I think he was my uh NL MVP uh <laughs> preseason pick obviously his teammate Acuna, is gonna beat him um pretty easily. Uh, if he continues to go uh, to do what he's been doing um, but Matt Olson's I mean you know I always felt like Matt Olson was a little bit underrated in the preseason like he is an easy 50 homer guy if uh you know he stays healthy and he makes enough contact to hit 50 homers like he's he's a huge power guy like if anyone's ever seen Matt Olson, it's no surprise. That he's doing well with power and it was only a matter of uh you know luck whether or not he was going to get as much you know as much runs and rbis as he was going to need to you know either you know be in the mvp conversation or have like you know a great year on the player raider because the braves lineup is so good so of course like it was just a matter of time before he had the runs and rbis to be in those two conversations the um you know without the steals he becomes harder to, you know, like I think like, you know, if I were to redraft right now, I think I'm probably going Freddie Freeman in front of uh, Olson just because of the steals that Freeman continues to do, even though, you know, like uh, it's not, you know, he doesn't seem like a guy who should have as many steals as he does, but he does. So, I mean, you know, it's, until he stops running, it's like with Paul Goldschmidt until these guys stop running, it's just a matter of like, you know, just chalking them up for 12 to 15 steals each year. Um, You know, and and Alonzo, Pete Alonzo and Matt Olson, I think are closer right now. Pete Alonzo is dealing with the issue of like, you know, he's having some bad luck on Babbitt and uh, not hitting for as good an average. So he's you Know drop down into a, a different tier, uh, than like have as you mentioned, like it's Olsen and Freeman, and then there's a new tier of Goldschmidt and Alonzo. But if Alonzo's uh Babbitt luck bounces back and his average bounces back, I think he's still like in the preseason. I want to say I had like Freeman around like maybe. 12 overall uh i don't i don't have it in front of me so i could be wrong here and but alonzo i had like a little bit after him at like 17 overall and then olsen i had around like 25 overall so i think alonzo and olsen move up together in like the the mid like the the 12 to 15 to 17 range and then freeman stays where he was at like between uh, nine and twelve overall, you know that sort of thing. I, I, I honestly, I think they're all good. Like all these guys that were are mentioning in the top, the top first baseman. The, uh, but it does get super wonky after that. <laughs> like the first baseman, I was so I was looking at like the uh, on the player radar. You have uh, Isaac Paredes is the thirteenth best uh, first baseman. And actually, no, Nathaniel Lowe, uh, yeah, Nathaniel Lowe at 14, first baseman, he is the last first baseman in the top 100. At 14, so 14 first basemen are in the uh, top 100. That feels light. Uh, I, you know, I would guess that there was probably, you know, uh 15 to 17 first baseman overall that were drafted in the uh, top 100 I don't know I don't have the I don't have ADP in front of me either but uh, I, you know that feels a little bit light and the names that are in there as you mentioned are super wonky like the Justin Turner's uh, Spencer Steers like that not that these not that I don't like these guys like I liked Justin Turner actually a bit more than I usually do this year, because going to Boston, I knew his Babbitt would be up. And so that's going to help, you know, keep his average up. So I like I actually like Justin Turner a bit coming into this year. I didn't I don't think I drafted him anywhere, but I did like him. Uh, Josh Naylor has been great for RBIs and you know, not much else. Maybe average, I guess. Average in RBIs, he's been good with. Uh, Luis Urias, everyone knows. You know what he was, what he's been good with. Um, so yeah, it's I don't know. It's a weird year. It's like it's a a bizarre year where the first baseman. It feels kind of like the first baseman are going through a transition to, uh, you know, they're getting younger in some respects, and the and the older guys are starting to fall a little bit. Um, but, yeah, like, you can't rely on, you know, going out of the top, you know, uh, top 100 overall and going to the guys who are uh, further along, like the Anthony Rizzo's, like, he, he had a good April, but he's been terrible. And usually he actually doesn't fall off until, like, usually the all-star break. And this year he, he has fallen off, you know, tremendously, you know, I think May, June, um, and other guys like the Jose Abreus obviously have been, you know, miserable, uh, Pascatino, um, Vinny Pascatino has, uh, you know, the injury with him, Josh Bell's been awful. CJ Krohn, terrible. Um, uh you know uh Jose Miranda did not live up to the hype. Um, yeah, the, so there's been a there's been a lot of, you know, Jared Walsh looks washed. Jared Walsh. <laughs> Jared washed. <laughs> uh, a- Alec Baum, it doesn't look like he's taken the step you know up to uh you know the next level. His power is just so kind of, you know, he's like a- Alec Baum. Doesn't hit bombs. Uh, Brandon Donovan, probably better than you were expecting. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe you were expecting, uh, you know, something. But, I mean, he's been fine. He's been okay just because he's been in the lineup most days and hitting leadoff, uh, you know, on, uh, in most uh, days as well. So, yeah, I mean, and Mountcastle has been kind of like, eh. And he's been injured, and now he's got vertigo. And that's the kind of injury where, like, he could come back tomorrow, or he, he might not be back until next year. I don't even know. Um, so, yeah, first baseman's been a weird position this year. I I tend to agree with you. I I think it's uh, you know, if I had to guess, for guys who will in the top ten overall, a first baseman for uh, you know guys who I think will will be. Uh, okay in the uh, second half. I, I kind of like, uh, you know, I still like Luke uh, Ray, uh, Luke, Rowley, uh, Luke Rowley and uh, Spencer Steer and uh, Josh Naylor. I think they're going to be okay, if, you know, if, you, if those are surprising names for you, uh, for people who are listening, if they're surprising names. And then, like, I think Vlad can have a better second half than he's had a first half. But I do think Vlad is never, like, maybe not never, but that one huge year he had uh in, what was it, 2021? That year is going to be really hard for him to duplicate. Uh He could do it. I mean, obviously, he did it once. He could do it again. But he, him hitting 48 homers in 2021 just feels like, unreal expectations from him at this point. Like he looks he looks a lot more like a 30 homer hitter than a 45 plus homer hitter. Um anyway, I was rambling a little bit. But yeah, that's my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, that's okay.
0: We'll we'll just keep moving. It has affected like first base and corner infield in that just the shallowness of first base, like the 15 in the top 100 actually doesn't sound Awful, but like, how many of those guys did you actually start for enough value to get, you know, like the top fifteen first baseman out of them? Like, you probably weren't starting Isaac Paredes the whole way, Luke Rayleigh the whole way, um, Josh Naylor. Maybe you had him at quarter infield. Yandy Diaz, like that was that was more of a deep league play because he never hit home runs. Uh, Brandon Drury started the season just awful, so like you just dropped him. Maybe it was better for his value that you didn't play him every day. Like it's a lot of these guys you just didn't play enough to get all their Spencer Steer, like he got hot the last month and a half, two months, but before that he was pretty mediocre as well. I actually, and...
1: was able to, I was picking I picked up Spencer Steer in, in one league uh I think in like beginning of May. So I mean that's not the you know, the, to my own horn, that's more to say, like, you he know, was he, available. Was, he was available. So that means I didn't get those. I didn't get his stats from April, whatever yeah. they were, you know.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and move on out of the top three guys here. Not a whole lot that they can they can do, but that's, that's a look at first base corner infield. We're going to look at one more. Derek Hall called up by the Phillies. He was going to start the year for the Phillies after the Reese Hoskins injury. Then he got injured. He's back. Uh, he's back with the Phillies. Twenty-one games in Triple A. He had three home runs. He's hitting three twenty-five, four oh six, five thirty-eight. He's he's definitely above a Triple A player. Is he is he an MLB player worth adding to rosters?
1: Great. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I think he's probably. Uh a deeper league, mixed league guy, potentially maybe 15 team mixed league, uh, daily league, preferably because he will platoon. There's no way he's going to play against lefties. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't mind him as like a, a deeper league play to, you know, grab him and see if he can hit some power. Cause he does have, a, he does have a good power bat. I, I, you know, you mentioned that he hit three twenty five in AAA. Uh, it was only twenty one games. Yeah, it was but, a very small sample. Yeah, and also, I mean, he he doesn't strike out a ton though. Uh, he hit two fifty last year for the Phillies in forty two games with thirty one percent strikeout rate. That I mean, that feels a little bit high for him actually on the strikeouts. I, he's I mean, he's surprisingly not he's not terrible I don't think for average like he could potentially hit 250 or higher and maybe you know I want to say in uh, a half season that's left could he could potentially hit like 14. 16 homers maybe like you know uh, uh, like a 30 homer pace and hit 250 potentially I think that could happen he's not going to steal anything he's not going to steal any bags so you know it's fine Uh, if I think if you're able to platoon him it's much more attractive of an option because you know like I said he's not going to (sighs) face lefties so it's fine for a deeper league and the occasional you know, in a shallow like an RCL twelve team mixed league, if you're like looking for maybe a a batty call and you know, on a short schedule day, if he's playing and he's in the if he's in the lineup, I could see picking him up for the day. But in shallower leagues, I, I don't think he's gonna play. Unless he gets you know, if it gets hot and then maybe he could potentially get on a shallower league radars, but right now I think he's just a deeper league play.
0: Okay, so we're talking fifteen team leagues and beyond that, for for Derek Hall, for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's just throw some quick names since we're already we're already you know into the show with first baseman. Uh, would you rather have him or you? You mentioned Anthony Rizzo. Would you rather have him or Anthony Rizzo rest season?
1: Well, uh, I'm still going Rizzo, but Rizzo looks kind of cooked. I I think Rizzo, you know, like he sort of lulls you into uh, a false sense of security because he's got good name value, and you put him in your lineup, and he's terrible. (laughs) He's (laughs) awful. But with that said... I'm still going Rizzo because, you know, I don't know. It's kind of like the Yankees in general, have a, a they give you a, a false sense of security because you're like, well, Rizzo's in the middle of the Yankees lineup. That's got to be good, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's getting protected by Billy McKinney. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I am still going Rizzo over Hall, but I could see those two changing potentially. What about name value Jose Abreu? Yeah. Yeah, I mean Jose Abreu. I mean, I mentioned him in the uh, when we were talking about the first baseman. Obviously, he's been he had a terrible April. He's actually he's been okay from uh, May and June. I mean, not amazing. Actually, June. I think June was the point when he started uh, hitting again. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm still going Jose Abreu, but you know, it's. Not not great. <laughs> not, not not a great situation.
0: Okay, so he's he, so when you're looking more like in maybe like the Brandon Belt area, like I feel like yeah. that's where we're looking.
1: Yeah, yeah, Brandon Belt's actually that's not a bad. Uh, can, yeah, Brandon Belt maybe like if you're like between um, you know uh, Josh Bell. Uh, Josh Bell, I, I think is really bad. Yeah, he's um, been
0: real bad for like a year and a half now.
1: Yeah, yeah, Josh Bell is, like, he's living off of, like, a half a season for, like, two seasons ago. (laughs) He's, (laughs) like, um, yeah, like, if you're looking at, like, Nick Prado, Josh Bell, or Derek Hall, yeah, I'd probably try. I'd try Hall, or if you're looking at, like, um, you know, Miguel Vargas has really been disappointing. Like, if you're looking at Miguel Vargas or Derek Hall, I could see trying Hall, maybe, you know. See, see if maybe you catch lightning in a bottle. All right. Yeah, that sounds good. How about uh,
0: our next guy, Jared Young? Would you have Jared Young, who is called up for the Cubs, or Derek Hall?
1: Uh, Jared, Jared Young. <laughs> these guys, these are really – this is a bad week for call-ups. You know, the call-ups this week is like – I feel like it's – the teams are saying like, yeah, I mean we got the we get the break soon. Why don't we call up some guys and like we'll give <laughs> like some of our vets like a couple days off. Like Jared Hall. I mean Jared Young. Jared Hall. That um yeah. Jared Young, I would say is I think he's even deeper than Derek Hall. I think I think Jared Young is probably NL only. Uh, where Derek Hall, I could see potentially fifteen team mixed league. I don't know. I don't. I don't really have strong feelings, like positive feelings, on Jared Young. I, he looks like he's got power, and he looks like a quad A player. Uh, so you know, maybe a few homers and hitting, you know, two twenty. Maybe uh, I don't know. You you're a Cubs fan. You like Jared Young. Uh, I like him a little bit more than you, it sounds like. I, I
0: probably have him in that same area with, with Derek Hall, where they may not start every game. It's going to be some power. But Jared Young's just, I mean, he's hitting well. Like, all season he's been hitting well in the minors. So there's just a little bit more of a ramp up to him, you know, performing well, seeing the ball well this season. And sometimes that can carry through for, like, his first month of the call-up. So I just, uh, I like that about him. I do think Derek Hall is probably a little bit more... I don't know, overall talented, like he has, he has overall more power. And I don't think that either of them's a, a 300 hitter, even though, you know, Jared Young was a 326 hitter. And I think Hall in his five games or whatever it was in, in the minors is, has been a, a 300 hitter as well. But I, I don't think either of them is that I think they're both pretty much power and you kind of ride the hot streaks and the Cubs have been starting Jared Young. Like he's been yeah, starting at first
1: good. base. Yeah, that's fair. I think if, uh, you know, anyone who's playing and is hitting well, like, or is hot, I'm fine picking them up. Like, I, I have nothing against Jared Young if he's hitting. I would pick him up in any league if he was hitting, but I just don't think it's going to last. That's all. Yeah, right? I, I would tend to
0: agree with that statement. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Moving over. Uh, Yanni Hernandez called up by the Dodgers in AAA this year in 47 games. He had two runs, eight stolen bases, 41-25. He had 260, 407, 385. He had a sub-20% K rate, a 19.5% walk rate. He's never had a K rate above 20 at any stop in the minors other than like a five-game little pit stop at one point. This is definitely on the speed side. Are you interested in Yachty Hernandez at all?
1: Is It's is an it incredible... Amount of hype behind some of these call ups we have to talk about this week. <laughs> like, I'm basically learning about these players for the first time right now as well. <laughs> Yanni Hernandez has uh, looks like he has great speed and not much else. So I would say, and you know, if speed and contact will lead to a well, and in, in, you know, in theory, will lead to a high Babbitt and a decent enough average so you know if he can get on base and steal some bags that's that's interesting I just don't think like he has a set way of getting some playing time I I I think his playing time is pretty wonky right now so if my guess is he's a pinch runner maybe a starter to you know, going into the break just to give some guys a little bit of rest. So maybe he gets a couple games and maybe he steals a couple bags this week, but he's not a long-term answer for anything. I think he's probably, if nothing, I think he's Sagnoff at best, really.
0: Yeah, he's pretty much just been starting against lefties, which is obviously not a platoon side that you really have a whole lot of use for outside of very deep leagues or, like you said, daily leagues. Maybe you swap them in there if you see it's a lefty and you're chasing steals down. But that seems about the the extent of his use here. Uh, as you mentioned, it's it's just a weird week for call ups where it's it's more like filler than it is uh, substantial, meaningful guys. Moving over, Alec Marsh was called up by Kansas City. He had forty-seven innings at AA A this year. He had a five-three-two ERA, one-five-eight WHIP, twenty-six and a half percent K rate, eleven-point-three percent walk rate. In Triple A, he had fifteen innings there. He had a two-four-zero ERA, a one-three-three WHIP, twenty-nine percent K rate, and an eighteen percent walk rate. He had a start versus the Dodgers. They went four innings, six hits, five earned, on two home runs, four walks, and five strikeouts fastball slider change has a curveball but it's it's really just kind of a show me pitch are you interested in alec Mar- alec marsh do you expect him to kind of stick around post all-star break or is this just a a filler uh lineup guy
1: uh yeah no he's a spot start maybe you know i i don't think he sticks around and his command is so bad uh i'm not not really interested in him in any leagues i would even probably ignore him in an al only for now uh unless he were to stick around and then you know in al only anyone plays but um yeah i don't know his his really his claim to fame alec marsh was i don't know a lot of people know this he was found in brandon marsh's beard that's where that's where (laughs) he was discovered (laughs) <laughs> really, interesting little spawn tidbit. of the beard yeah he's a spawn of the beard so <laughs> but yeah no i i would even ignore an al only anyway moving along moving these, along uh, terrible call-ups <laughs> yeah i guess there's a possibility like austin cox and him like neither of them seem like starters <laughs> what i don't get what, what i don't understand is i i mean i'm not one to talk because we have all kinds of wonky ads and videos on our site but why is Fangref showing video of Sean Minai on the A's? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I don't understand why are they what are they doing with these videos? Uh anyway, go ahead. Sorry, B Don. Continue. Uh, yeah, let's go
0: ahead and move over to Keaton Wynn, who got his first start for the Giants. Uh triple A this year. He had forty-one innings, four three five year, 1.65 whip, twenty-seven percent K rate, eleven percent walk rate. He went six innings in his first start, two earned, three Ks, one walk. Are you interested in Keaton Wynn, or again? Is this kind of a, another filler spot start?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Keaton Wynn, to me is a little bit more interesting than the other guys that we talked about. Maybe because it's an uh, I'm an NL only guy uh, at, at heart, <laughs> and I have uh, you know I have a little bit of more love for my NL only pitchers. Uh, but he looks better to me than, like, Alec Marsh, uh, you know. I think he's he's got two pretty good pitches. Like, he's got a 96-mile-per-hour fastball and a, a really good uh, splitter. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe he's nothing but an NL-only guy, but I'm kind of interested in Keaton Wynn, even in a 15-team mix league, just a little bit. Like, it's probably... I, I'm probably in a situation where I'm just going to monocle him, and I'm not necessarily picking him up yet in mixed leagues, but I am kind of interested in seeing because I think he, there could be something there like, and, and San Francisco is a great park. Um, not that, you know, Kauffman stadium is a good part too, you know, uh, thinking back on Marsh, but yeah, I think Wynn is kind of interesting and he's younger you know, he's got more of a, a, a trajectory that I understand when I'm looking at his stats uh, from the minor leagues. Like, it looks like he could be something. If not, at least he's a streamer in decent, like, home home matchups, potentially, for uh, 15-team mixed league for sure. Uh, not quite at the, like, 12-team mixed league level yet. But, you know, I'm, I'm watching him, though. I'm kind of interested. We'll see.
0: Yeah, primarily two pitch guy as you mentioned, and the splitter is like notoriously a little bit hit or miss when it comes to especially command. So there are gonna be some potential blow-ups there, just if it's not if the splitter isn't working. The fastball's nice. I don't know if it's enough to just overpower guys for a full game if the splitter's not there, but the splitter worked in his first game. We'll have to monitor that and see if that continues. At least he's in a good park for it as well. Um, Dominic Fletcher was recalled by Arizona AAA this year in 35 games. He had three home runs, two stolen bases. He had 325, 417, 497, 16% K rate, 10% walk rate, uh, 25 games at the uh, major league level this year. He has two home runs. He's hitting 303, 347, 449. They called him up to face his, his brother, and uh the, a game how do you feel about Dominic Fletcher? Are you are you at least a little bit interested in him or is he joining the bucket of, of deep league ads?
1: Uh I'm sorry, were you joking or does he have a brother in the major leagues?
0: He does. He, uh, he it's it's um shoot, now now that you've asked me, I've completely lost it. It's um David Fletcher.
1: The David Fletcher, the the Angels? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Huh. Interesting. Uh, well, hopefully he's better than his brother. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, you know, I don't think the playing time is there, man. I think it's like NL only, potentially. Um, like his brother, I mean, he does make good contact. He looks like he could hit for a decent average. He's got... Very little power and very little speed, uh also like his brother, so you know they're they're kind of cut from the same cloth in a lot of ways or from the same womb <laughs> i don't know <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll ignore that pretend like that was beat out um, <laughs> yeah i like uh you know i I like him in an NL only I can't see him playing yet for, enough for mixed league, so you know pass.
0: Yeah, yes. pl- platoon guy that's mostly going to be if, – if everything works out, he's like mostly average, and he's hitting towards the bottom of the lineup when he does play, so, yeah, minimal yeah. interest. But I like, would
1: actually – I would prefer to see Perdomo play all the time versus Fletcher stealing at-bats from him, so I don't know. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Uh, Stuart Fairchild was recalled by Cincinnati. That's that's where we're at, Gray. Uh, 27 games in AAA. Three home runs, one stolen base. He's hitting .240, 296. Uh 65 games in, in, at the Major League level is actually better. He's hitting four home runs, eight stolen bases, two thirty seven, three .335, .404. In it, L only, maybe?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I no, L only, maybe. I mean, <laughs> okay. Maybe. I, again, I'd, I'd kind of like to see other guys play in front of him, but I guess... Will Benson could get platooned. I mean, Will Benson being platooned out, maybe not the worst thing for Will Benson. So, yeah, Fairchild might, you know, platoon with Benson. Yeah, sounds okay. I think Fairchild, if anything, other uh, the from the names we've mentioned just previously, I like Fairchild for NL only more than um, Fletcher just because of, uh, you know, playing time and park. And he just has a little bit louder skills, uh, Fairchild, that is. So, yeah, I mean, still not not great. I mean, Fletcher's, like, major, you know, positive is, like, potentially his average, where Fairchild's not going to hit for a good average, but at least he's got some power and speed. So, I mean, that's a little bit more interesting to me. Yeah, and he um, can
0: kind of fall on average if he hit the ball hard.
1: Right, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, all right.
0: Moving on. Moving on. Cabrian uh, Hayes goes to the IL with lower back inflammation. Uh, Jerry, Jared Triolo was called up by the Pirates. Thirty-seven games in AAA. He has a home run, eight stolen bases, Triolo. two ninety-three.
1: Triolo's sounds like a place that makes really bad pizza. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want a letter from Triolo's? You go there for oh, the breadsticks? It's kind of yeah. I mean, the breadsticks are good. The pizza's really bad. Now let's order. Come on, let's order from Triolas. They make cinnamon sugar breadsticks. I mean, come on. (laughs) You don't like that? I mean, that's real Italian shit. Okay. Anyway, go
0: ahead. Uh, it's one of those places that, like, before Uber Eats, you would have to order from, but now <laughs> you like order their breadsticks and get pizza from somewhere else. Just have yeah. the delivery guy pick them up
1: for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. And then the uh, guy shows up with that. He wait, where's the icing? I need my icing for my cinnamon sugar breadsticks. <laughs> go back and
0: okay. get it. I'm not tipping okay. you till you go back and get it.
1: <laughs> Damn, dude, <D-Daw, laughs> you're
0: tough. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he's called up play third base primarily speed, maybe some average, but there's there's some some k threat here as well, like where are you <laughs> at on trio Like,
1: i I'm trying to like <laughs> he's trying <terrible> too man <laughs> Triolo. so i um he's actually so I, has I, a little
0: I, bit of prospect pedigree
1: yeah 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 triola is actually probably the best one of the last couple guys um the problem with Triolo is uh, I think uh, Hayes is going to uh, – Hayes's injury doesn't sound that bad. So I feel like Triolo, like after the All-Star break, is probably going to get sent back down or maybe goes into like a bench role. I, I don't think Triolo's uh, playing time is going to be there after like the All-Star break. So, mm, I mean, that's not great. I, I think he is – you know, I think you're right that his his prospect pedigree is probably better um, than most of the guys we've talked about today. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's still kind of it's still kind of eh. Um, yeah, he's 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 fine for NL only. Um, maybe a short term play in fifteen uh, team mixed leagues. I mean, you know, the good thing is like his glove is really good. Uh, so, I mean, I, I could see, I see kind of why they called him up rather than playing, uh, Rodolfo Castro at third, like at first when Hayes went down, I was like, oh, Castro's going to get playing time, but that didn't happen because they called up Triolo. And then I, I did a little research on Triolo and his glove is really good. So, I mean, I could see why they called him up and why he's playing, but I think his glove is actually his best attribute. So, you know, for, for fantasy, that's not the best thing for us, uh, obviously. Uh, so, yeah, I'm a little bit lukewarm, but maybe 15-team mixed league for a short-term play just to see what you can get while Hayes is on the IL.
0: Yeah, I think that's about what we're looking at. It could be one of those, again, that we're right at the All-Star break. Could be a kind of a phantom IL stint. They've already said they don't think it's serious. We'll have to see. Lower back is is always a little tricky. If it's a, you know if it's a real injury and not just a let's get him through the All Star break kind of thing. But monitor that. And again, Trillo is is you know it's mostly speed, defense, and maybe hits for some average. Um, the twenty seven percent K rate this year is a little bit out of line for what he's done. But he did also go from A ball to AAA so that. That kind of is a big jump as well. We'll see how he makes He's the also. adjustments to majors.
1: He's also unlike the other, uh, unlike a lot of the other guys we mentioned, or at least NL wise. Uh, I think he is currently the only guy really with everyday playing time. Like they yeah. and they're playing him, which makes sense. Like I saw a few highlights of his uh, with the glove. Like he is really good in the field. Uh, I think he won. He won the Gold Glove for all third baseman in the minor leagues last year, I believe. Uh, so yeah, he is he's interesting as a real real life player. He's he's interesting for fantasy. Mm, I mean, we'll see.
0: All right, moving on. The Braves pitching. We uh, we can just go ahead and, and start drinking right now, everybody. Um, <laughs> Mike Soroka had his start. He had six innings, three earned, seven Ks, no walks. <laughs> Uh, in AAA, he's actually had a 3-3. Three, three, he's cleaned it up a little bit. 54 innings, 3 one percent K rate, 8.4% walk rate. And then Kobe Allard was also called up. Uh, in AAA, he has only two starts this year, 6 and 2 thirds, 2 earned, 8 Ks, two, 2 walks. He had his start versus Minnesota, 4 and 2 thirds. 8 Ks, though, in that start with only one walk. And where are you at on Soroka Allard? I mean, the Braves just continue to cycle in everybody and anybody in their minor league system to start games for
1: them. Yeah. I actually, uh, Colby Allard, I grabbed him in a couple mixed leagues because, you know, I'm, I'm done betting against the Braves and their random-ass pitchers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not betting against the Braves anymore for random ass pitchers. You know who the, you know who the Braves. You you have to bet against the guys who you expect to be really good, like Charlie Morton. Goodbye. <laughs> 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 Bryce Ellard. Okay, <laughs> we're, we're in. Uh, I you know, I I think Ellard is he's probably a streamer in most mixed leagues. I I picked him up. Because he looks so good in his first start, I picked him up in a couple mix in deeper mixed leagues, like 15-team mix leagues. I picked him up in a, in a couple uh, just to see what he would look like in his next start or two. I think he gets the Guardians this week. So, you know, we'll see how he looks. I, I think it's too early to really say. Like, uh, I think he's probably—you know, best-case scenario— He's probably like in seven and a half to eight K per nine with a two and a half walk per nine. Um, you know, like not like a number five to number six in best case scenario. Uh, if he, and then he also needs to cut down on his homers allowed. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm lukewarm at best, but you never know with the Braves. Like I didn't think, Bryce, uh, Bryce Ellard, um was very good, either. So uh, Elder, I don't know. I don't <laughs> like keep Elder. Uh, Bryce Elder. Um, anyway, Soroka, I think he. I think he's dog crap. <laughs> no, no, I, no I, I just don't see any Soroka. I don't know, man. I don't think. I just. I don't. I didn't even think he was good the one year when he pulled the uh, you know the Julio Tehran year. I, I didn't think he was really that good in 2019 when he had a really good year. So I don't think there's much up, I don't think there's much to him to be honest. I, I think he's probably a streamer as well. I guess we'll see how he looks. Uh, and he, he's a streamer he's also got you know a lot of injury issues. so hopefully he's healthy you know for his sake but for fantasy I'm not really interested in fantasy for at least not yet I don't I don't know we'll see I guess
0: Yeah I didn't think I'd ever say this but I think Kobe Allard has more strikeout upside than somebody uh and I think that's <laughs> Mike Soroka like Mike Soroka yeah. is just he's not he's not striking anybody out anymore it's just not where he's he's at and he never really was a high K rate guy but like I kind of thought he could build on what he was doing with all the injuries i just don't expect it i think his best attribute if if everything gets going back is is going to be you know not walking people and, and good era but that only goes so far without strikeouts in our game allard has kind of like he has been crap since the last time we saw him in a braves like in with the brave system and even like his last two years with them was awful and now he's back, and it, like the numbers all look a whole lot better. He's striking people out again. Uh, maybe they just told him, like, ditch all the extra pitches. We want you to throw the curveball a ton. Throw the cutter more. Don't throw your fastball that often. We know it's not a great pitch. Use it, Use it when you need it. And and maybe it's just that emphasis on on the curveball they just throwing that a ton. So I am more interested in Allard. I would actually add him, in you know I would say deep twelve team or fifteen team leagues. I think Soroka is, and you only play because if you can get innings, and you know in, LL, in, a, in only you pick him up.
1: He's got a uh, Soroka has a well, he did at least he had a a fourteen percent strikeout rate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway okay so, i mean on. it's
0: such a small sample size it, you know giving him a a, a a k percentage off of that but yeah it's not it's not good um well,
1: that was yeah that was two years ago oh, okay. i mean that was nothing <laughs> <laughs> i just saw i just saw i was just looking at his stats that was uh in only uh, 21, uh, how many innings was that? That was in 13 innings. It was a, a, a small sample for sure, but he's not a strikeout guy. He's anyway, go ahead. We can move along.
0: Yeah, uh, Victor Medeiros was called up by the Angels. Uh, it, was, it was maybe a little exciting, and then it, it seems like he's going to work out of the pen, so less exciting. But if he gets a chance in the rotation, it, you know, it's one of those guys maybe you prospect and, and watch and see if he, he gets – a starter two, fifty five innings, he had a five nine eighty or a one four two whip, twenty eight percent K rate, ten percent walk rate, a big fastball, curveball, has a slider. Uh, I mean are you interested in him at all, Gray? Do you think he's gonna factor into any point in our game other than maybe an occasional, like I said, spot start, potentially? No.
1: No, I don't think so. Okay <laughs> I think he's a I think he's a middle middle reliever. Maybe, maybe he gets a spot start. But even in a spot start, like his command is just so terrible, I wouldn't go near him.
0: Yeah, it seems like a middle reliever type. Maybe if he can get some control, he could, he you know, move up the the totem pole of of that bullpen. But for now, just uh, wanted to mention he was called up. Basically, uh, Domingo Herman had the perfect game. Just figured we should bring it up, Gray. I mean, how many doesn't happen every year? Uh, on the season, he has a 4.54 ERA, 1.05 WHIP, 81 innings pitched, 23.5% K rate, and a 7.5% walk rate. I mean, where does he kind of fall in among starting pitchers? Is he, let's say, in a 12-team standard league, medium bench? Like, is he a streamer? Is he somebody that's like he needs to be on somebody's roster, but maybe not your roster? Where where is he fitting in?
1: He actually – the last uh, perfect game was in 2012 by uh, F. Her, Felix Hernandez. Uh, so thir- uh, 11 years ago. So, yeah, it's been a while. Uh, Domingo Herman, yeah. I mean, I, I just – you know, I, w- I was probably – I was a fan of his, uh, like, about a month ago. And then he threw – like, I think he gave up 10 earned against the Mariners – so I dropped him the game before the perfect game. <laughs> so that was good. I, that worked out well. <laughs> Sounds like Lance Lynn. Yeah, yeah, Lance Lynn. Now, Lance Lynn, I, I didn't have the balls to drop Lance Lynn. He was on my bench for a 16 strikeout game. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome, man. That was really good. No, it was eight. I'm sorry. He gave up eight earned and 10 runs total against the Mariners um, the start before and then the start before that he gave up seven earned that was also a, a game where i had him in my lineup so that was really good so i so i had him in my lineup for 15 earned runs then dropped him for the perfect game <laughs> <laughs> and you're asking me my advice <laughs> yeah jokes on you jack (laughs) um yeah i you know i i I don't know man with domingo herman is really i I think i actually i mean i was joking uh with you know what he had done previously uh on my team but that is sort of that does illuminate the issue with uh, domingo herman i mean are you really trusting him a hundred percent? Even though he just threw a perfect game, you could get anything this next time out. Like I don't know. I mean i I think he gets the uh, I think he gets the Orioles next, so I think um, I could I would I could see potential trying him because he does tend to get like he goes through these runs where he looks good for you know a, a, like a handful of starts. I don't know. I don't know what to, I don't, real honestly, I don't know what to expect from him. His, if you're just looking at his peripherals and nothing else, they don't look great. Like he looks like a four and a half ERA pitcher. And right now his ERA is four and a half. So he looks like, you know, neutral. Like his Babbitt is super suppressed. But on the other hand, his left on base looks unlucky. So it looks like he could potentially look like he could be good potentially for like like for a start or two like in the right matchups, like we saw with him with Oakland, but his numbers don't jump off the page like he should be better than his four and a half ERA. Like he looks kind of like that's what he looks like. He looks like a guy who you know, uh, we'll ha- we'll throw a starter two that's good, and then he could just blow up because he gives up way too many home runs. Like uh, Oakland was the best case scenario, obviously, but it's also it's sort of indicative of uh, him being so good there because, like, the home run issue won't be an issue in Oakland, like, and it's going to be an issue in his home park against you know halfway decent teams so yeah he's risky still even though he just had you know the start of the decade (laughs) on waivers for me
0: yeah and I mean I guess the problem is you can basically say that about almost every pitcher this year like almost every pitcher has been just lit up at some point in the year and it doesn't really necessarily come in obvious matchups or at least at the time like did we think the rangers were going to be one of the top two offenses or the rays like did we think that was necessarily this where we were at at beginning of the season when we were picking our matchups probably not but that's the way it's kind of worked out and everybody's had had their bumps and bruises i mean corbin burns just gave up seven earned like a couple weeks ago um i know that because i have him on one team, one single team, and uh, he just he's just, like, everybody gets hit hard. So I think he's probably in that, like, barrier where, like, depending on the depth of your league, if it's a shallow 12-team, he's getting dropped. Like, in our RCLs, you drop him back out there, you pick him back up for the next, good, the next good streaming start. If you're deeper than our RCLs, which is 12-team, three-man bench, so if you're, like, a seven-man bench, I feel like he's probably owned and on somebody's on somebody's team.
1: Corbin Burns right now is on the player rater, He's a little bit worse than Taiwan Walker, as as everyone assumed. Into the-
0: <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's that's been fun. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: and it was an auction. I I like he was at a bet, He was at a number. that I thought, there's no way I'm getting him. I'm just going to bid to get the number up. And somehow I got him, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll have the number one pitcher somehow, and then, <laughs> then here we are.
1: Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs>
0: uh, and and the, we're moving over to the bullpens, and then this is also kind of just a, a bit of, of a news thing. Aroldis Chapman got traded over to the Rangers. Kansas City called up Justin Martinez to replace him. Nothing really to do there. Aroldis um, wasn't even closing in, in Kansas City. Cole Reagans, Ronnie Cabrera—they were acquired in the exchange. Again, nothing really to do there in our game. Um, Will Smith has actually been pretty good in the closer this year. Do you think that there's a swap? Do you think they maybe are in some kind of committee, or is this the Rangers just saying, you know what, we're hitting the ball pretty well? Let's let's have a decent bullpen.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think it's a great real a real world situation, a real world move by the Rangers uh, to bolster their bullpen. I, I don't think Aroldis, you know, other than maybe the occasional save when Will Smith has thrown, you know, uh, two days in a row or something. But otherwise, I, you know, uh, Bruce Bochy loves Will. He likes Will Smith. He likes him as a closer. Aroldis Chapman is also a lefty. There's no reason to switch, you know, to switch out Will Smith with Aroldis Chapman. And I think on Sunday it was, I think Aroldis Chapman came in into the 7th inning. So, yeah, I don't I don't think Chapman is going to get many saves, you know, maybe a handful just when Will Smith is getting rested. Like, you know, so over under 5, maybe even, you know, I'd probably go under actually on 5. Uh unless Will Smith gets injured, which, you know, yeah. then yeah. then Aroldis Chapman probably would take over, but yeah, as of right now, Chapman's not the closer. Will Smith is the closer.
0: Yeah, because they basically only had like Brock Burke as the other close, the only other lefty in the pen, Cody Bradford, but he's been he's been absolutely horrendous. Uh, so it, I, I think it was just more or less they needed another lefty. Why not grab one with closer experience? And um, uh, Chapman can't cost as much as he used to these days. Not like what the Cubs paid out for him. <laughs> not salty about that at all. Um, yeah. Uh, Hunter Harvey may have actually closed in on the closer role for the Nationals. Are you interested in Hunter Harvey if he has at least he's not in a committee anymore?
1: Uh, Yeah, and Finnegan stinks. So, yeah, everybody yeah. else
0: kind of stinks there.
1: <laughs> yeah, everyone else is pretty bad. And Hunter Harvey's been relatively okay. I mean, he's been decent enough. I think I would... I would roster Hunter Harvey. I wouldn't necessarily, you know, drop anyone that good for him. If I had, you know, if I were looking at like getting just saves, I'd probably look at like a Hunter Harvey. I'd grab Hunter Harvey in any league if I needed saves. Um, But, you know, the nationals aren't going to give him a ton of, you know, chances. I would say over under for the rest of the year, is probably 10. I'd probably go under on that too. I don't know. Maybe like eight eight or nine maybe saves for the rest of the year. Eh, It's fine. He's got eight saves right now as we record this. I wouldn't be shocked if he is the closer the rest of the year and still ends up with less than 20 saves on the year. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alex Lang in Detroit has been struggling uh, pretty much since the start of June. Since June started, he has a nine five three ERA. That's uh that's not good. Gray. Um <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Jason Foley or Jose Cisterno Cisnero would be next, I, I believe. Are you interested in, in speculating on either Foley or Cisnero?
1: No. I and I think for now at least, uh AJ Hinch seems like he's still putting lang in a closer in the closer role like he's still using him as a closer so i'm going with lang still i think he's probably i think he's probably still a closer if he continues to struggle you know foley's been okay i guess i could see potentially trying foley but i'm not speculating anywhere with the with the tigers (laughs) anywhere like beyond like lang like lang's it man that's you know that's it yeah
0: i uh i think if you're going actually foley and sister have been pretty solid for most of the season i mean they're both low to era both getting you know not great strikeouts but solid so i think i don't mind speculating if you need to speculate on saves, if you're in you know a deep enough league where everybody's owned and backups are owned, and I I think you can go ahead and grab one of those. I I don't know necessarily. I think Foley's been the one that's been getting kind of the setup work, so I think he's next in line. But either of them have been fine as as far as their their numbers overall. We'll see if Lane can hold on. He he has just been it's not been good. He's been hit up a number of times in the last month, so we'll see if he can kind of clean it up. Let's move over the waiver wire gray, give some people to pick up or watch out for,
1: and then we'll get out of here. Uh okay, so uh I think Aaron Hicks is banged up. I think he injured himself. So potentially Colton Kowser could be called up uh at any moment. I think uh, you know, I just wrote him up in uh Buy, sell, like two weeks ago. So you can go back and find that. Um, Christian and Carcion Strand, does he exist still? <laughs> Is <he> still <laughs> <right>? <laughs> What happened with that guy, man? Also, I, I'd like to see Grayson Rodriguez get called back. Um, but with that said, I you know, he was really good in the minors prior to this year. so And he looked awful. <laughs> in like the majors so just because he's doing well in the minors doesn't mean he's a guarantee uh, you know if he gets called back looking great um anyway so some some hot bats um tommy pham has been super hot spencer torkelson looks like he might finally be figuring figuring it out in the majors uh hyman condelario has been hot uh Luke Rowley, Carlos Santana, Jake Slawinski, Jose Abreu, as we mentioned earlier. Tony Kemp is, uh, you know, I, I appreciate anyone who's picking up Tony Kemp because that's a that's a difficult pickup. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to do it myself, but I haven't been able to pull the trigger because you look at Tony Kemp and you're like. Hmm, A's, uh, I don't know. That's not good. <laughs> uh, let's see, Nick Gonzalez, another, actually a guy who's looked pretty good uh, for the Pirates. He got called up. He's got some power. Uh, he's available in every league, uh, according to the seven-day rater. uh Zach Remillard, uh, he's been hitting leadoff for the White Sox, and he's been hitting well in the last week. He's hitting close to 500. Uh, I, he doesn't really have much else uh, to speak of. Like, you know, I, I like him, though, for as a leadoff guy for runs and average, you know, potentially. He's he's going to cool off at some point, obviously. Um, and uh, Eugenio Suarez has, uh, you know, he had a homer on Sunday. He's been a little bit hot. And uh, J.P. Crawford on the Mariners. Uh, yeah. Uh, OK. What, what do you got there? Be done.
0: Uh, Yeah, I'll go ahead and give some pictures. Uh, Ryan Nelson has kind of turned his season around. and He's going versus Pittsburgh. Uh, Josiah Gray versus Cincinnati. Braxton Garrett gets a two-start versus St. Louis and versus Philadelphia. Uh, Luis Medina at Detroit. Martin Perez versus Houston and at Washington. Michael Lorenzen versus Oakland and Carlos Carrasco at Arizona. All, all a few names you can look at, and uh, I just want to say I actually did pick up Tony Kemp. He's been leading off for the A's. <laughs> I, I, uh, I just couldn't like I was like oh, I need an outfielder to start this week. Yep, that's gonna, that's gonna be that's gonna be it, Gray. I'm gonna pick up Tony Kemp, <laughs> but he's had two home runs, four stolen bases. He's hit three eleven over the last couple of weeks, and he's leading off most days. So uh, there's worse things you could do, Gray. There are worse right. things you can do.
1: All right. There is, actually. You could pick up Josh Donaldson. You could pick up that's all a, the people we talked about
0: before. That's <laughs> a worst thing. All right. If you have specific questions, send us send them to us. Go on the comments at Razball. Go to YouTube.com slash Razball Fantasy. Leave them there. Find us on Twitter. I'm at Razbeadon. Gray is, of course, the at Razball account. And uh, until next week, see you. All right. It's...